0: What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. This is The Truth Hurts, part two. Grind, grind, that's all I know. Find the time to quit on note. No matter good or bad, still I go. I never crack under pressure, I can't be broke. Sun up to the sun down. Map it out, now run it down. May weather, I never lose. I be making these money move. Sun up to the sun down. Map it out, now run it down. May weather, I never lose. I be making these money move. So when we're talking about the truth, last episode we really spent a lot of time talking about just making a decision, a conscious effort to rest in a place of truth, to operate inside of your small circle in a place of truth. I challenged you to think about your peer group and to look around your world and decide, am I operating in a place of truth with the people closest to me? And are the people that I allow into my world operating in a place of truth as well? Because like, that's where the secret sauce kind of lies. It's not just so much about you making a decision to be in truth with everyone else, but it's also a conscious decision to surround yourself in truth as well. And that means shedding the people who just, like the feel-good friends, the yes-men, like it's just time to get very real and get very relevant in the people that you surround yourself with. So today's episode is gonna be way more mechanical and if you're listening to this episode, you're really going to be pretty shortchanged because we've got a lot of visual things happening. I suggest that if you have the ability and the time right now, go on ahead and just pause this, jump over to YouTube, search for me. My YouTube channel is uh, Michael Munsterman or M4Nation, which is four Ms, M to the fourth power nation. And, and just really just you probably ought to like that, subscribe to it. That that really helps me because it helps people find out about the show and what we've got going on there. But more than that, you're going to have a lot of visuals with this episode. And so I think that there's going to be enough audio that you're going to be able to get a lot from it. But here in the studio, we're using our Surface Studio Pro, along with some projection, we're recording the session digitally. So there's going to be a lot of cuts to what I'm kind of talking about and some visuals that will really support what I'm trying to give you today. And the mechanics of what we're talking about today are how to stage the world around you in a very specific method that you can use to determine who is someone that you mentor, who is a peer, someone that's an equal to you, and who is somebody that is a potential mentor for you, who is somebody that you can look up to or follow in their footsteps to find out, like, how the best practices they've used to get where they are and ideally that in that category of their life they're in an area where you someday want to be it gets the absolute easiest way to get where you want to go and so I went to an event uh, a couple of years ago out in Laguna California and, and it's a great event it's ran, ran by a guy named Garrett White um, super brilliant guy but it's um, the events called Wake Up Warrior and inside of Wake Up Warrior They basically gave us these four pillars that we could operate from inside of our role, which was body, being, balance, business, right? Our physicality, our faith, um, our family, and our finances. Ultimately, those are the four categories that when I walked away from Wake Up Warrior, I thought these are the four categories of my life that are important to me. These are the four categories of my life that I'm going to focus on when I want to scale my role. Because you see, at that point in my life, I had become really, really great at a couple things. Understanding how to make money and to scale companies, that's like dna inside of me and who I am. It's what I think about 80% of my time that I'm awake and, and upright and functioning as an adult. Like, I'm thinking about companies. I can't walk through a big box store without thinking, how do they do this? Like, what does it look like for them when they are... Um, stocking these shelves? What's the distribution on the back side of the wall look like? How many employees do they have? Wow, they don't have very many employees. How do they operate? How do they keep the shelves stocked? I wonder when they stock the shelves. Like I can't, it's a stressful experience for me to go to Walmart because all I think about is making money and scaling. And especially in 2016 when I went to this event, if you've listened to previous podcasts you know that there were some revolutionary shifts in me as a man, but Certainly just in me as a human being thinking about, okay, wait, if I truly want to have it all, then I have to recognize what it all is. And so for me, it, were, it was these four categories, my fitness, my faith, my family, and my finances. And I also had to recognize a concept that, that I didn't leave California with, but in time I began to think about. It, and that was, if I want to scale in those areas, I have to mentor up in the areas that I need the most help. And so, like I was saying, I was really good at making money to a point that um, I don't don't and didn't have to worry about, okay, how am I gonna pay my bills? Like, that's just something that I figured out. And what those guys affectionately called people like me, they were one-dimensional douchebags. That's what they called us. Oh, you're really great at this one thing, but what about the other three? Why don't you, why have you accepted this Mentality of I can only be good at one or two things. Why won't you focus on incrementally increasing all of those areas? And so I started to recognize that I was broken. And this is where the conversation of truth really comes into play. Because I, like so many people, had no idea what to look for inside of a mentor group around me. Let alone had I thought about having a mentor inside of my faith or having a mentor inside of my family. Or having a mentor inside of fitness. Like I had mentors in my life and, and I recognized retrospectively looking at those mentors, like I recognized that they were really good in certain areas of their life, but also looking back, I recognized that not very many people were good at all of them. And you rarely meet somebody that physically defines success that has enough money that appears to have the perfect family, but more than appearing to have the perfect family, they genuinely have deep, wholesome, loving relationships with every key person in their little mafia family. That's what we call our little core four. My wife and my two daughters is, is our little mafia family. And they have a, a foundational rooting in their faith, whatever that might be for them. Like I've spoke to this before. For me, it's, it's I'm a Christian. And something else for me inside of faith that I think you can spread across to anybody regardless of who you, who you are, who you, who you, what you believe, is that inside of faith, I also lump together just mental health. And so one of the things that I do inside of, of that category is, is meditation. Like I, I try to find peace and create space in my world. But I recognize that I rarely meet somebody that's kicking on all four categories. Money, family, fitness, physicality, and faith, or peace, or just mental wholesomeness, emotional stability. And and, and so what I found when I went out to this event in California was that literally some of the most gifted men in the world at, at making money, they had to be because the event was pretty expensive, but they also were lacking in so many areas. Like, they were breaking down and crying. Grown men breaking down and crying in areas that I couldn't understand. And leaving there, I recognized something. I'm looking at these men who are cracking and breaking, but I barely crack and broke myself while I was there outside of what I've shared. And I came to the realization that the reason that I didn't was because I hadn't been real with myself. I hadn't operated from a a place of truth. And if I was really going to level up my role and get back in the game and start creating companies again and scaling them, if I was gonna help others, I had to really get real with who I am. And I had to look for mentors around me. So here on this, um, on our screen, and you might or might not be able to see this, but I've lined up the four categories. And the four categories, Again, our fitness, faith, family, and finance. And inside of those categories, you'll see that I've got a series of pluses, minuses. And and the reason for that is because when you, you absolutely have to do an assessment of the people who are in your inner circle, a hard assessment, a real assessment from a basis of truth. You have to put your spouse to this test and say, does my spouse care about their physicality? You know, for, for me, my wife absolutely cares about her physicality. This will be the only category in this that I, that I share anything about my wife because um, her assessment internally to me is not good for you. Like, you just have to do this yourself. But, um, but then I assessed her also in her faith and in her family and in our finances together and her contribution to those finances or her management of those finances. I put my daughters in here because I wanted to see where they were, where they did very well and where they could use help, where they could use encouragement. Not a battery and I didn't show it to them, I just assessed them. Where are they? What are their strengths? What do they do very well? What could they do better? What as a father could I do to provide better for them? And then I took it to my friend group. Because here's the thing, Before this evaluation, I would go to people, certain friends, and I would talk to them about physicality, but they were the same as me because I went to them because they were safe. They were the perfect person for me to go to and say, you know, I don't really care about XYZ. I enjoy having a cold beer every once in a while, and I don't really care if I can ever see my abs. And I don't care if I can do a hundred pull-ups. Like, what's the point? And that buddy, I knew what their response would be. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. These jerks that spend all the time in the gym and then walk around all barrel chested. Like, do they just do that? Like, there's no way they could love their wife. They're just hunting or whatever they would say. Like, there was always this kick of justification of why they didn't have to be a plus in that category. And because I was a minus in that category, I wanted to hang around with minuses. Because that doesn't hurt. And as soon as I started to recognize, okay, in my world, there are people who I need to be pluses in the categories that I am minuses. I need people who will push and drive me to the best version of myself. And I need to get them to spend a little bit of time with me. Whether that be I read their books or whether that be I pay them to be my mentors or maybe I just approach them and say, hey, we live in the same community. We go to church together. Um, I'd like to have a cup of coffee and get to know you a little bit better. Physicality-wise, like inside of, inside of the space of working out, I put myself in a gym and I surround myself with people that hold me accountable. And I love that community. It just, it's, it's perfect for this. A bunch of pluses every time I walk in there in that, in that category. And if I'm rooted in truth, and they are too, then I can say, how was that? And they can say, that looked absolutely shitty. You should try that again, this time without dropping the weight on your head. But the same is true for faith. If If I recognize that every time I'm around a certain person, they have this calm about them they're a plus in that category. That whenever I'm around them and I leave them, I feel wholer and more wholesome and and just more grounded than I did before I came into contact with them previously. They're probably a plus in that category. That when I speak to them about my life, they just have this sage wisdom that comes out of them that's based from a place that I can accept. I want to surround myself with them. And then I want to surround myself with people who recognize the sanctity of family and who will drive me to be a better husband. Guys who, when their wives aren't standing there, don't talk about other women. Women who, when their husbands aren't standing there, aren't talking about them. Like people that support one another to a point that, like, I think you have a relationship that I could model after. That's a plus. And then financially, who's got it together? It's not, about, it's not a dollar number, right? Like a plus isn't anybody who makes over $100,000 is a plus. Somebody could make $40,000 a year, but they never seem like they want. They manage their money well. They seem to dress their kids appropriately. They, give their fam- they do for their family what, what I would expect to see them do. They, it, it, it's not a matter of how much money you make, it's how they handle the money that they've, that they've earned. I watched them treat their family with the same fiduciary responsibility that I would expect them to treat a Fortune 500 company. Like, there's a bottom line. If we go below it, we fail. Unacceptable. Those are pluses in my book. Those are people I want to surround myself with. People that that think about giving money away and helping others and lifting others up. Like, those are all areas of pluses. Plus, 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 plus. Now, I don't want to get twisted here. 99% of the people that you come in contact with are truly only a plus in one or two categories. Most people just don't have the capacity to be pluses across the board, but this is a truth assessment of the people who you surround yourself with. And so in relation to that category of your life that you want to give that person authority to speak into, you have to do an honest assessment of, am I a plus? Are they a plus? Am I a plus compared to them? Or are they a plus compared to me? And are they somebody that I want to allow to speak into that category of my life? It's not a a free pass to talk to me about absolutely anything you want. It's a pass to talk to me about that category of my life. And then the other categories, I guard fiercely. Now, this is the hardest part about truth. And guys, look, this is a long podcast. This isn't gonna be your 12 or 15 minute feel good podcast. Like This is meat and potatoes podcast here. I need you to get this. I need you to stop listening to this or to stop watching the video. First, I need you to share it, just a shameless plug. But then I need you to think about, okay, look, this is actionable. This is something that I can actually go do or that I can literally focus on and I can make a tangible change because it matters. Everybody's heard the the old saying, the adage, right? Like you are the average of your five closest friends. And you can test that. You can take the income of your five closest friends. You can take the relationships that that uh, myself as a man, I can take the relationship of my five closest guy friends and average them together. Their relationship with their wives, and I'm gonna be somewhere in the middle of the pack always. So incrementally, my goal is to not be the the highest in the pack. My goal is to surround myself with people that are better at it than me. In whatever area that is. But in order to do that, I have to do a self-assessment. And so if you look up on the board here, it says you. This is the hard one. Because when you're going through here, you have to ask yourself, what do I look like? You have to get in front of a mirror and stand there and honestly look at yourself for who you truly are. Because here's what most people do. Most people look in front of the mirror and they see the very best version of themselves. They see the version of themselves that they want to be. They don't see the version of themselves that they are today. Most people look in into the mirror, deep into the mirror, right? And they justify, they justify their asses off well, I don't have as much free income as I wanted because X, Y, Z, the economy's down or I got laid off, I couldn't help that or I just don't make enough money. I can only earn $12 an hour, it's just all I can do. Or I would make more money if my wife would get a better job or if my wife would get a job at all. Or they look in the mirror and think, they take a deep breath and they lift their chest up and they pull their shoulders back and tuck their chin deep in and they're like, Lift it up, kind of at an angle. You know the old selfie look, right? Like posture absolutely everything perfectly and then take the picture. Like contorting your face to look like a duck so that somebody doesn't accidentally see the imperfections that you have that make you perfect. Doesn't make sense. But when you're standing in front of the mirror and you're justifying why you look the way that you look and you're justifying why you make what you make, you can't help but then to start thinking think about, well, my marriage is, is not where I'd like it to be. Um, I mean, I feel like I have to beg my spouse to love me back. I feel like I have to do all of this work and, and I don't feel like they do anything and, and, and if they would just, I can't believe she just, why did he, like these types of conversations are more deceit, it's more self-deception, it's more lies. but it's lies to justify why you are, who you are, where you are, and what you do. Sure, I believe in God. Yeah, but, but you don't see that in the fruit of my life. Deception. Well, why not? Well, because of X, Y, Z. Like, they don't, they don't know what happened to me. Or they, they, they you just don't understand me. Or there's a slug of different things. There's like, or, or maybe it's just like, hey, I'm, I'm too busy to med- meditate. Or I don't have time to go to church. Or I don't have, whatever it is. Whatever the conversation is for you in that category. You look in the mirror, a mess, but you give yourself permission to see the best version of yourself. And fake it till you make it in this conversation is garbage, I hate that. Absolutely despise hearing fake it till you make it. Because what you really truly have to do is make an honest list of your strengths and your weaknesses. You have to look in the mirror and think, you know what? I do have a couple blemishes. I do have a few things that I need to work on. I do recognize that there's a better version of me. And what happens in time is you make little incremental changes. So in respect to fitness, maybe I'm a plus. Now, this is not me. I don't look in the mirror and think in fitness, I'm a plus. I look in the mirror and think in fitness, I have a lot of work. In family, maybe you're a minus. Maybe you could do family better. In your faith, maybe you're a plus. Maybe everything in your world is chaos except for your faith. You stand on the fact that I'm going to be okay because of God. Maybe your finances, maybe you're good at that, or maybe it's in shambles. But you got to look in the mirror and get real. Because like I said in the last episode, if you can't talk, talk to me and be real about where you are today, how can you set a course for where you want to be three years from now? How, how can you set a course for three months from now? Hell, how can you set a course for three days from now? You can't. You might be able to give me a general direction, but if I say, hey, I want you to go to Las Vegas and I drop you somewhere in the U.S. and give you no inclination as to where you are with no direction and no basis of here's your starting point, you can't get there. Because you don't know what direction to go. You don't know where to focus your efforts. You don't know what paths to take. You don't know who to stop and ask that'll actually know. But when you do this self, when you do this self-inspection and you get real and you operate in this, this evaluation from a place of truth, it allows you to, for the first time, see very clearly about who am I? And then the vision gets pretty clear about who you have the possibility of becoming. And you chip away at each one of those categories every single day. You get just a little bit better. You figure out that if I sweat every day, if I go to the gym and I just work out, I start to look a little bit better. You recognize that for me, if I go to church, if I, if I read the Bible more, if I meditate daily, if I do these things that surround me with good, wholesome values, I find myself thinking and operating a little bit better, like just a a half of 1% better each and every day in that area, I start to look a little bit better. I recognize that my value is more because I physically start to feel better. My family starts to recognize that I'm making daily improvements and I watch them as they rise up. I see all of the tides lifting in my life and I recognize that I'm not paid enough for what I do. And so I begin to look. Or I begin to hustle or I begin to get better at my business because I just have more energy. But everything gets better. And as a result, I see myself begin to change. I see the lines get a little bit closer to what my expectations are for me. I'm not that first version of myself that did that assessment. But instead, I'm somewhere in course to where I saw myself to begin with. That vision that I had for me, that vision of who I thought I could be, gets more and more clear. And before I know it, I'm there. I've reached that destination. I haven't reached the end but I hit that spot where I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh, I'm good with family. I'm good in my finances. Yeah, I'm good with God. I'm good. Everything's awesome. Only today when I look, I say those exact same things and they're true. And I recognize that I haven't pinnacled, but I'm just in route to getting where I want to be. Because instead of operating the way that I was before, from a place of self-deception, today I'm operating from a place of truth. And I've surrounded myself with people who operate the same way. And I instantly barometer people, and I put them in the categories that they excel in my mind. I see people for who they are every single day. I see people for who they're not and I give them authority or I take the authority away from them to speak into other categories of my life based on the fruit of their life, based off of my truth assessment. This is what you have to do. You have to start somewhere, and that's today. You need a piece of paper. You need to write down the areas of your life that are the most important to you. You need to look in the mirror and get real with where you are versus where you want to be. And then you got to go to work. Savvy. down, Map it out, not run it down. Mayweather, I never lose. I be making these money move.